0: To the topic of the discussion and hit the issues you typically find reluctant. Remove the facade to fill the gap with some substance. We undermining problems expecting to overcome it. Please hold the applause, we doing it for the cause. People follow culture before they follow the laws. we rather face the friction and not attempt it at all. Persistence will find solutions once our contentment dissolves. There's a hard pill to swallow for anyone breathing. Both for folks who stay woke and those who be dreaming. We ain't slaves, yet we still ain't experienced freedom. What we need is the keys to access the kingdom. We're all in this fallen world trying to stay intact. I'm just a beggar pointing out to where the bread is at. So follow the breadcrumbs like Hansel and Gretel, and thank Yogi Bear and the Thought Engineer
1: for that. all. We're
0: It Boy. is Monday. Yes. Say Monday, Monday. But yes. it's a good week, though. It's gonna be a good week. Great week. Great week. That's how you gotta put it. It's gonna be a great week, right? Yeah. I'm Derek the thought engineer here with my man, comedian John Yogi. How you doing? Man? Man? What up? What up? How you doing, man? How was your weekend, sir? My weekend was great, man. I had some family come visit, uh, one of my sisters who had been Hadn't come to see me in a long time. She came to see me. So uh, so it was
1: good, man. We had a good time, man. How about
0: you?
1: Man, we went down to H-Town to see my daughter, man. People down there drive like they got blindfolds on. But other than that, everything <laughs> was all good, man. It was all good, we had a really good time, real good time.
0: Cool, cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Man Talk Monday. This is an open forum where we talk about everything. From religion to politics to relationships, social issues, all of that. But we're coming from a man's perspective. Now, keep in mind, this is not just for men, men, women, boys, girls. Everybody's welcome. The thing we want you to do is talk to us. How you can do this, jump in the comments, leave your comment, leave your question. You can be part of the conversation. So that's the important part. We want you to talk to us, right? This is all of us having a discussion So by all means, drop your comment, drop your question, and we can get you in and talk to you at that point. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Man Talk Monday News. and we having some technical difficulties bear with us just a second all right so going on going over my man hold on just a second all right so seems like we're having some technical difficulties we're gonna try to get Get everything going back in a second. All right. Uh, we're going to work through that in just a minute, but we got a great show for you guys tonight. Um, some of you are looking at your life. You're saying you need to do something different. Maybe you're frustrated with your job or, you know, you got laid off and it's the second, third time. you like, I'm tired of this i'm sick of this you don't want it to happen no more well so doing your own thing could be scary sometimes so we wanted to have a show to just kind of talk about the challenges but give you some perspective to possibly encourage you in the process right so we got a great show for you tonight typically normally we do our our man talk about it with the letter so don't forget please don't forget about man talk about it if you have a comment you have a question something that you want us to talk about you can send us a letter Uh, we have the email address man talk mondays one at gmail.com man talk mondays one at gmail.com you can send us your letters uh, with anything you're dealing with, we keep everything anonymous so you don't have to worry about that. But we, if you just want our input, we will be more than happy to share it with you, more than happy to give you our input, our perspective on it. But by all means, send your your letters by anything you got going on, send it to man talk mondays1 at gmail.com. That's the email, and we want you to jump in there. Go ahead and share your, your situation with us and we'll go ahead and give you our perspective on it. We're not professional doctors or anything. This is just perspective from two guys who wanna help somebody out, all right? We're gonna, we're gonna get my man back on. I don't know what's going on. Got, ran into some technical problems, but we're gonna keep pushing all right, you see? There he is. Man, I, well, I don't know what happened, man. <laughs> John D. Blackman acting up tonight, man. I don't know what's, what's, what's going on. I, with what, it. I,
1: I don't know, man. I, well, it was perfect timing, too. I know. It was perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right.
0: We're going to work through it. So, tonight, we'll be talking about tonight. What does it really cost to be the boss? What does it really cost to be the boss? This is what we're talking about. Like I said, some of you may have, you know, got inspired at some point recently. You said, you know what? I'm going to start my own business or I'm going to do my own thing or something like that. You said to yourself and now you've been looking at it and you might be just a little bit hesitant. You might be looking like this young man right here. You try to, <laughs> to make that leap, but it ain't <laughs> it ain't working out for you, little scared. So, if that's you, we wanna help you tonight. All right. So <laughs> joining us tonight. Joining us tonight. We got two two great people that I know. That are doing it right now they're doing their own thing and we want to get their input tonight so joining us tonight we got mr nathan ferguson thank you thank you hey how you doing man <laughs> all right how about yourself doing good and also joining us we have dr sheila rivers how you doing i'm wonderful all right so real quick we're gonna start with with you, Nate, just kind of tell people what your business is and what you do.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. I am a certified public accountant, I own uh, my own CPA firm in the Plano area. And obviously we do a range of services, uh, specifically, of course, bookkeeping taxes and audit services. So, and we also do a lot of advisory work as far as business consulting as well. Nice.
0: Nice. Okay. Dr. Sheila, what's, what's your business?
3: I uh, own a mental health clinic uh, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, we actually help individuals with all types of mental disorders. Um, I don't write prescriptions, but I'm definitely um, a believer in holistic wellness and um, herbal medicine.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. gotcha.
3: gotcha.
0: Now, that's, that's something that a lot of people are really starting to pick mm-hmm. up on. A whole lot. <laughs> no John No. No. We trying to make an appointment, Jared. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about what does it really cost to be the boss? I never forget uh great man I used to know, Dr. Miles Monroe, He um uh, he said one time. He said he fired his wife's boss. Mm. He fired her boss. He said he actually went to her job. He said once he got his his stuff set up, he went to her job and had a sit down with her boss and said, "Uh, we no longer need your services anymore. My wife is going to come and she's going to work with me in our business. And we appreciate your time. We appreciate all that you've done. But we just want to let you know her time yes. is up. Is, is that what you guys did? Did you is that what you did? Did you sit your balls down and say, uh, <laughs> it's time to go, partner? <laughs> <laughs> so so how, how did your journey start? How did your journey start? Nate, how did your journey start?
2: Well, basically, I guess it started with of course. I wanted to do accounting work, and then I started at an entry-level accounting job working for the government and then worked my way on up and then obviously left the government a little while back and then obviously worked at another full-time job and then i said well i've been doing bookkeeping and taxes for a little while and then obviously did it part-time so i had a full-time job and did it part-time and as that business grew and that clientele started to grow and i started to see the demand I thought, well, hmm, there's something here to it then. And obviously, it comes to a point decision where you know you definitely want to make equivalent to what you're making on um, a full-time job. And obviously, you're outweighing the benefits. And then obviously, as the clientele base comes, it's going to be a, at a point where you can tell the demand for that part time job, which you initially had, is almost there for the full-time job. So it's going to come to a crossroads where you'll finally have to make that decision and say, OK, when is it time? Am I comfortable? Am I ready? But in order to do that, you definitely have to prepare a plan, especially if you're married, you got kids and all that good stuff, um, depending on you. But at the end of the day, you got to have a plan for the transition to uh, make it a full-time job. So, But uh, that's kind of my journey. The way I started out, uh, it, it was more of a part-time basis and the transition to something bigger. And then obviously, as the demand grew, uh, the clientele base grew and then obviously it transitioned to a full-time job.
0: Okay. So what about you, Dr. Rivers, how did your, your journey get kicked
3: off? My story kind of sounds a little bit, um, like Nathan, there was, uh, I was working for an organization at the hospital and, um, that organization sold out to a private company outside of the hospital. And so I didn't want to transfer with the private company. And at that time, I kind of made it, I was at a crossroad where um, making a decision, I just went part-time private practice at the time. And after going part-time private practice, the demand was so much. So um, I transferred to the um, emergency room. And so I was working 11 to 7 at night at the hospital. And I would do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday nights. 11 to seven, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, and some Saturdays, um, depending on what the workload would look like, I would work the private practice. And so it came, to, it did, it came to um, a crossroad where you kind of have to decide, all right, am I going to do this full time? And is there enough demand there to still sustain me financially in order you know, to maintain the needs of my family? Um, at that time, and so I just—it—it it, it was a big, scary leap of faith, and um, just deciding, look, I'm going to open my schedule full time, and I'll be in pri- private practice full time. So, nice.
0: nice,
2: yeah,
1: Yeah. Go ahead, John. Well, see, i, I had uh—I don't talk about this much, but I had uh—I uh, used to be a printer. Mm-hmm. So when I was printing, I had a printing business that I opened up on the side, and I did all of the wrong things um, uh, we start we let me see i was working i was working full time and printing part time and then it became part of the part time and then it was part of the part of the part time we could um uh, I didn't wait for the i didn't i didn't never had the opportunity for things to really grow and we would we were so. We were doing, we did it all wrong, man. So uh, let me say, to be successful, I think Nate mentioned this, you got to have a plan and you got a plan and a vision for your company and what you wanted to do. Because I was young and I just wanted to have my own business, so I ran out and I, I can say I've had my own business two or three times. And yet here I am today with no business. So listen to these guys, sound like they know, at least they sound like they know what they're talking about.
0: So I guess that kind of leads into our first question. <clears throat> why do people put off starting their own business? Why do they put it off? So what what do you think about it? Dr. Rivers, why do people put off starting their own business?
3: Um, I would say fear and, and honestly, not really knowing the resources. Um, that sounds kind of like John. I, I have a lot of people that cross my path and say, you know, what? I'm going to do so and so. And it just it just continues to be this idea that you never have any action on. Um, so I challenge people. If you're going to say you're going to do it, I'm the wrong person to talk to because I'm probably going to push you to doing what you said you're going to do. You, you will either do it or you'll stop talking to me about it. So
2: <laughs> now nah, I feel you on that. Yeah. What, what do you think, Nate? Yeah, I think, like you said, y'all hit it on the head. I hear a lot of its fear, a lot of its lack of resources. Our people just don't know where to start. They might have the resources a little bit. Um, you know, it's many different, I think, things or factors that come into play. But the bottom line, you know, is at the end of the day, some people like businesses that, oh, I want to start this and they run with it. But it ain't really truly their passion. So they kind of just put it to the side or it just falls all the way through or, you know, they don't have a good, solid business plan to move forward mm-hmm. on doing their business. They might be good at what they do, you know, as far as a craft is concerned, but they don't know really know the business side of, you know, profit and losses, how to manage money, duh, 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 duh. you know, so I think there's a lot of different things when it comes to business. You got to know how to manage people. You got to know how to manage resources. You got to gotta do a lot of different things and it comes you know there's a lot of risk involved too however mm-hmm. you have to a get a mentor i would definitely say if you know that's the kind of business whether it be in the industry or if it's not in that industry at least somebody who has done business been around business so you can understand some of the principles of business but at the end of the day i think it's it's a good thought and a good idea that people like to own business mm-hmm. and like to see the bigger picture the big results but it it comes at a lot of cost, you know, especially when you're starting to learn. If you're trying to enter a new business, depending on the industry you're trying to enter, in, enter in. If there's a lot of barriers, you know, things of that sort, it might be high cost to enter that. You know, once you do enter it, how do I sustain it? How do I retain clients? There's a lot of things that come into it, it. Instead of mm-hmm. oh, I just want to start a business and make a lot of money, so i think all those factors play in people's heads and uh and sometimes it's overwhelming you know when you kind of process it and, and put it all together like that so
0: marie says fear and being comfortable in the present how much did you have to disrupt your own comfort to get going
3: oh you get completely uncomfortable mm-hmm. you completely completely uncomfortable it's I mean, all completely, all around, just the way you think, your perception of running a business, remaining focused. It's almost it is like running a marathon. Your head is down, you're mm-hmm. concentrating. You know, on any any of you have ever been runners? Maybe John has. In the, <laughs> a long time
1: ago'm
3: um, <laughs> but, but saying if you are a runner you concentrate yeah, when yeah. I was running I would concentrate on my breathing and yeah. so I would do a one two three inhale one two three exhale and run to that pace to keep me going but my head was down I was I was focused not looking all around. It's it, it definitely it's definitely yeah. tunnel vision, um, and I've had this conversation over the last couple of weeks um, about this idea of tunnel vision and staying focused and always looking at the plan, revising the plan. Where where am I now versus to where am I going? Do I need some extra help? And um, like Nathan said, I've hired. I've been in business five years, and I've had three coaches. But all three of those coaches oh, have been for different purposes. Oh, wow. So my first coach was about managing the business and managing people, mm-hmm. having a good fit in those in in each one of those areas of business that you have. Rather than versus this front desk for, um, you know, marketing. What does that look like for you? People think you know you're just gonna put something on Facebook. Facebook is not marketing that's my it may be a component of marketing but facebook, yep. facebook and instagram that should not be your total base of marketing yeah my second coach was about scaling and so now i went into business i've got everything going and now i've got to scale back the business and what does that profit look like anywhere from year two to four you know what do i want that to look like and so then the third one was about the component of growth. Now I have all of these components in place. I've started the business. I've scaled the business, and now where do I go from here with growth? And all the time, I'm still using. Um, you know, are people in the correct position and actually running the business? And wow. what does taxes look like? What is an S corp versus an LLC and a C corp? And what do the tax components look like for that? That was a big eye opener, um, and so employees don't understand. Yeah. My 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 revenue may be really nice, but uh, you don't see how much I'm paying in taxes, personal taxes and business taxes too. Because every time my accountant send me a email and say, "Can I pay taxes?" I'm like, oh, "Did I just pay?" Him? Yeah. Like, yeah. OK, so I just paid that. So what is this for? And right. Why, am I paying these taxes? Nathan?
1: I'm, you speak in the right now. I do
3: you not like, hey. why can She's like, you can't.
2: I don't make the rules. I just help enforce them. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So
3: I got and a then the federal taxes come at the end of the year. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I got a question. It sounds like uh, so. uh. That's this is a two-part question. So, was your coaches all three of them? Were they men or women?
3: All of them were women because they were women in business. That's I knew this. it wasn't gonna be no man. I right. knew it wasn't gonna be no man. I would hire a man.
1: Why? It wasn't gonna be no man because women ain't gonna listen to no man telling them no. <laughs> when she said that. I say there ain't gonna be no man. There ain't gonna be, <laughs> man. Ain't gonna be no man. And she said, Well, they was women. I'm like, Yeah, I kind of but it sounds like it sounds like and, and maybe this was and I'm because I'm thinking back when I was in business and I had no coaches. I just you out here, and it's difficult when you're trying to learn how to do business, learn, learn structure of business, learn all different components about business because you can't afford to fail, you can't afford to make any mistakes when you're going out there. You have to have a plan. In the vision sounds like, cause man, I, like I said, I did every I just was out of here on on faith and a prayer. And then when my faith left, the prayer left and then I was back on somebody's job. So <laughs> and that's real talk. Man, not, no, is, that's
0: a that's a great that's a great point, because there is something they call the runway. You have mm-hmm. a runway when it comes to getting your business off the ground and the runway typically hinges on financial things. That's why the wealth gap has been so detrimental to black people in that we don't have as much runway a lot of times. So for the the black business owner, I got to turn a profit fast. I don't have time to, Mm -hmm. you know, to wait and, you know, eventually it'll take off. Mm -hmm. I needed to turn it now. So I think you get people making decisions in that moment. Because of the you know the things that's pushing them, they see the end of the runway coming up, and we just like man, they crazy. What are they doing? They doing they? Why would they make a decision like that? Mm-hmm. But that runway plays a big part in it. So so let me say this: everybody, y'all got some great resources here right now. If you got questions, you thinking about starting a business and you want to ask them a question or anything, by all means, let us know. Chime mm-hmm. in. Uh, Monique says, "I'm in the movement." of creating and walking in my business, what are your pointers on using social media to promote your business? It's a good question what would y'all suggest? Uh Nathan, how would uh, you go, y'all, y'all <laughs> go in?
3: Go.
1: Go. Um, yeah you? listen <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and get Nate what you got for <laughs> Yeah like
2: like like I think Sheila said social media is a good tool and it's just a good resource to put information out there but again you got to know your industry know your clients know what makes them tick and there's nothing in my opinion better than word of mouth going back to the old school way of doing once you treat clients good Mm -hmm. that word will travel from faster before you can do it though because you think about it social media it's inundated you know it gets Every time you scroll through one ad, you see another ad, you need another ad. But most people go to it when there's a need, you know. So if they they know that relationship, especially when you're dealing with business, it's good to have if you're providing a specific service in my industry, where you really want that relationship. It's good to do more of that customer relationship one-on-one. I, I, in my opinion, than actually just throwing something out there. And, and I mean, every industry is different, so. If it's better to throw the blast, and obviously throw the blast out there, and it can hurt. But at the end of the day, I really believe that your better bet of marketing is working through your client base that you currently have, and let that word travel. You know, but again, you got to know your industry, you got to know your clients, you got to know your needs, and and again, that's part of knowing your business and growing your business is that where do your clients come from? How are you retaining your clients? And how do you p- plan to project it to grow it, you know, in that kind of industry, in that market? And if most of it is from, you know, feedback from, you know, your client base that you're currently serving and then referring to other customers, then obviously that formula is probably gonna work more better than compared to other industries where I'm not knocking other industries, someone maybe not as, as a relationship oriented. So it's, it's okay to put it out there. But again, it's all about what product, what good, and what quality of good and product that you're serving that's going to really tell a story you know for that particular client whether they're going to re- come back to you or not because it's one thing good to get a client but it's another thing to retain them and them actually yeah. spreading the word uh to other people so yeah
0: yeah what about you Sheila? how are you the social it, media
3: social media um i started when i first started the business it was on a budget a low low budget Um, That's kind of where we started part of it. But um, just as Nathan said, it is about the relationships that you have with your clients. Um, Mine, because I was already in the mental health, um, wellness, helping profession. I started in the ER. I would leave my pamphlet in the ER. I talked to a lot of those doctors that needed someone to refer another patient to for mental health. And I to this day, I still have those referrals. And that was, I hadn't been in the ER almost six years now. so. I still get referrals from the ER. I've made a lot of connections with psychiatrists and I personalize a lot of services. So we have an ongoing referral list in my office and there's um, a place here called Florida Lee and Florida Lee makes these amazing Bavarian strawberry cakes. And about twice a month, I'll pick two people from that referral list I'll handwrite a little thank you note to them and send their office this Bavarian cream um, specialty cake. Um, also, no no I pick- no
0: take... Drop me one of them. I'm
3: like, <laughs> 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 Yeah, oh man, it's delicious. But if I pick two people, that cake is $65 mm-hmm. a piece. For a hundred and thirty dollars, I keep relationships with people. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's that. That's the therapist that sent us the cake from Florida Lee. Or I'll pick two and continue to send them, you know, lunch for the whole office. Do an in-service, just like do a fifteen-minute in-service with their doctors that are there and make that contact so they have a face to put with me. I, also, knowingly that women in the household make the majority of the healthcare decisions, I also mm-hmm. yes, I
2: yeah, also I, John, I believe that, man. But, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Right. right. I believe
3: women that. in the household, <laughs> they're the ones that's calling for the doctor's appointments. They're the ones that's saying we need to do this. They are mm-hmm. the ones that... So I, I subscribe every month. I have a marketing ad in a woman's a local yeah. woman's magazine. I do wow. a half a page. It it costs me. So don't look at the bottom line. Is look at the the. You may not yeah, see yeah, it on yeah. the front end right now, yeah. Yeah. but it does show up on the back end. When you're sitting in that doctor's office and that magazine, that local magazine is sitting yeah. on the stand, and they start flipping through. Who's gonna be at the doctor's office? Mom or grandma, female. You say, to my and female. they ran and say, you know, I'm crazy. I need somebody. <laughs> I'm going not be like, let me see if I can get my husband Johnny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh. So, oh. so I, you have to think strategically when you are talking about marketing. Social media is a great platform, I think. To to in addition to it, should not be your only mode. Of marketing and promoting your business, all right? Because you're gonna get usually get the same traffic Mm -hmm. on social media on your own page.
1: Mm. Yeah, we gotta remember, and we gotta remember, social media is just social media. People look at it to go see who doing what and this and that. Yeah, they normally they normally don't go to your site uh, Mm of social media when they looking to go somewhere. It just depends on what you're using, what your business is related to how social media can work for you. But even right. with that, I think it's really important that you got to have some other avenues besides social media, regardless of what avenue you're trying to go into. You can, that can't be the only one.
3: Um, right. also, also, you want to think about, each I have a, a patient that's sitting in front of me, and they're new. The first thing I'm going to ask them is, how did you find me? And they say, oh, I found you on Google, or I found you on LinkedIn, or I found you on... Um, the U R referral, blah, blah, blah. There's a certain thing called an SEO, a search engine... What's that? O oh, for... Optimization. Oh, search yeah. engine, Search engine optimization. And so that is where you have these keywords when people go to Google Black and you come up. woman therapist. I mm. go to the very top of that. All right? And so you learn how to use your SEO tools Wix is a great way to do that. Um, they have a built-in SEO tool there, um, or you can basically do it yourself. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you want it professionally done, well, every time someone looks up therapist, you roll to the top, or accountant, you are you are the, the very top. So that SEO tool is very, very, very important when you're talking about marketing, especially on Google. It, part of it is free. There's part of it that you can pay for also, but just check it out. All
0: right. So Monique says, "Thank you. Those are great things. I feel I can implement now." All right. So, so Selena says, "Leaving one's comfort zone is extremely intimidating. How do you get comfortable with being uncomfortable and taking that leap to start your business?"
3: One day at a time.
0: Comfortable with being uncomfortable. What'd you say, Sheila? One day at a
3: time. One day at a time. Mm
0: -hmm. One day at a
3: time. We have a plan for just that day if I look at how uncomfortable I'm going to be for the next five years, there is no way I'm going to do it. So today oh. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to find ways to, to make my my uncomfortable state as comfortable as I possibly can. Okay. and So okay. that means you're going to have to do some real good self-care, some self-reflection, taking, taking some looks at, um, you know, if you don't want the same results, you got to do something different. And so doing something different, that may mean, I may not have ever taken a yoga class, but yoga may be that one thing that I take in order to keep my anxiety down. Or, mm. you know, getting up earlier to get my day started, reading all my emails, blocking off my time, not wasting time scrolling on social media. That's you. You got to get to a place where that uncomfortable place, you make it comfortable.
2: Wow! Wow! wow.
0: And I say, you know, say. How do you eat an elephant? (laughs) One bite at at a
3: time. time. So, so all we're going to concentrate on is just today. And that's it. And then, then when you lay down tonight, you're still making the list in your head. Find ways to remove the list from your head and sleep. Because you have to wreck food, water, and exercise or some form of recreation. You got to have those three.
0: Yeah.
3: That's some kind of grounding tool of some sort. Hmm. get
0: you some, get you some food. We got slate self-reflection grounded. There you go. Recipe baby. Wow. That's good, man. So Maurice Murray says when I left federal government to seek fulfillment in becoming a barber, I was called everything, but a child of God leaving a decent income with benefits to cut hair. I know it sounds crazy. LOL. I had to continue to walk by faith even when I couldn't see or feel the ground beneath my feet. A lot of dark days, but I figured if I don't believe in me, who will that was seven years ago and I haven't looked back since and I probably never will. So that's a good, good question. What's the most fulfilling thing that you have experienced from being your own boss?
2: Nate, what's the I, most fulfilling thing? I think the most fulfilling thing is, yeah, you have a vision, you have a goal. When you kind of start off, you're like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to conquer the world. But I think the most fulfilling thing is when you're able to bless and you hire other people and you see the vision go beyond then you saw it in yourself. So I think when you start hiring employees, you see it actually grow more than what you ever thought it would grow. And you start reaching beyond, you know, just the city limits, you know, beyond different state borders. and And doing business outside of the state and things of that sort that you may have thought one thing of your company, but it actually took legs and actually grew a lot faster than you ever thought it would ever grow. So uh, one thing I have to say, that is a true blessing because, you know, you're able to bring on other people and be a blessing. And they're part of the process, too. So. Mm -hmm.
0: What about you, Sheila? What's the most fulfilling thing about being your own boss Uh, I don't work on Mondays.
3: <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's a simple thing. You know i saying? have always said, if I ever own my own practice, we do not open on Monday. Now, if you choose, if you're a clinician, and you want to be open on Monday, that's fine. We don't do Mondays.
0: You don't do Mondays. We <laughs> don't do
3: Mondays.
0: No more no, Mondays.
3: No more Mondays. No, I, no we, more don't, Monday. we don't do Mondays. Monday is and uh, day. Uh, that's where me and staff kind of get together. And uh, we come in and I sweatpants and flip-flops, and I don't look like a doctor. And, right. You know, they don't look like front this staff. And, um, and that's just part kind of our diet. I went in this morning for a little bit. Um, as you know, I also teach the tooling. So I'm in New Orleans in my little condo. What I guess, yeah, suite here in New Orleans. And, um, yeah, I, we, don't, we don't do Mondays. You get to call your shots if I feel like I want to go on vacation. I'll like, all right, schedule all my patients for teletherapy. I'm going to, where did I go? And I'll do teletherapy for a week. Panama City.
2: I was yeah, in Panama right. City. I, yeah.
3: I, yeah. I schedule all my patients teletherapy and I could still see them. And also when I got, I got done for the day, I just went right downstairs off to the beach and sat. So... It's been able to call you on shots and you know again have other people, you know, be in, impart other knowledge to other folks also to, to where the business, business actually grows and you actually get a chance to watch them grow.
0: You know, there's a there's a book. Uh, I just once you said you don't work on Mondays, I remember the title, and it's called No More Mondays. Mm-hmm. Studies have shown that the majority of heart attacks happen on Sunday night. I believe that They happen on Sunday night because people are anticipating have to go back to a job that they hate, having Mm -hmm. to go through another week. You know, I used to I sit in the office sometimes. I'm working at home now, but people praise Fridays. You know, the TGIF and all this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's like it's it's a sign of the rat race and it's like, how do you break yourself out of this rat race? But that is a book and it's about finding your purpose is really what it's about. So no more Mondays. I, I, I have a look up the author. I don't know who it is. But uh, once you said that, that made me uh, kind of think about that. No more Mondays. And there's a lot of people who have something that they can contribute to society or something that they can do very well. Uh, what is the difference? What is the difference between doing your job and owning your business?
2: Is it the same thing or is it different? Mm-hmm. No, there's a big distinct difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, in my opinion, Employers hire people because there's a need and they're hiring you individually because you fulfill their need into their vision. When you own your own company, you're actually investing in yourself. So that way, when you grow all your resources, especially profits and things of that sort, and your team that you're actually uh acquiring things of that sort that you're investing in them them, but they're obviously investing in yourself and your business and it constantly grows so you know there's a big difference between being an employee and being an owner of your particular company wow wow Wow. you you have some
0: input on that the difference in in doing because i've seen people and they'd be like oh well you know, so and so, boy, you, boy, you know, you sure can cook, mm-hmm. and just because they can cook, yeah, they open, right. they open up a restaurant, All and right. it's it's mm-hmm. like just because you can cook,
1: but, but okay, that's, let me let me jump in right here. Well, go ahead. that's a yes and a no mm-hmm. because if you can cook, your first step is not opening up a restaurant. Your first step is selling plates. <laughs> Man, if you can go from selling, if you can go from uh. now, tell me if I'm wrong, guys. But there aren't there steps. Yeah. There should be steps to everything. Uh, absolutely. Because, because of whatever we do, we got to be a clientele. We right. got to come back pe- people that are telling somebody else, that are telling somebody mm-hmm. that are coming back. And then mm-hmm. when the demand, you say, wow, this is too much. I got I might have to think about opening up a Ricky Mortar or something. Right. No? Yes, maybe. No? What you think?
2: Yeah. Am I wrong. I thought- no, I think you hit it on the head, like getting back yeah. to the latest question where almost is when is it that you turn around and you transition, you know, getting to the point of, hey, is there a need in the market? That's why you have to really study the market and figure out what makes your product or service service different compared to other people. And then mm-hmm. once you kind of have that down, it's going to be all obviously a, a tweaking process throughout. You know, you're never going to have it perfect. Let's just get that out there. You know, there's never going to be a perfect product, a perfect service. As you go through the process, you tweak it, you make it better. At the same time, the whole idea is you should be learning and growing through the business and whatnot, and then obviously... As you do it, I always recommend do it part-time. And then obviously as the demand grows and you see it go, you're actually helping yourself out and investing in yourself because you're learning lessons before you actually put yourself out there on full time and assume all the risk. And and you don't want to learn all the risk when of course you're next all the way out there on the line. Mm-hmm. When you rather take your time, kind of what John's getting to take the baby steps. And that's why it's important to make goals. That's why it's important to make, you know, write things down, of course, business plan and say, okay. And by this time, I want to have you know a business plan developed, and then back it back yourself out of time to make that business plan. You know, then obviously, you know, by this time, I'm gonna have this team with me. You know, and then center yourself around a good group of team whatnot, and then you know, obviously, you move forward, move forward, and then it'll. I'm telling you, it'll grow and take take care of itself pretty much as you go through the process. So,
1: so, so you think we're in too much of a hurry to be a boss? And we run Mm -hmm. out there before it's boss time.
2: Yes. I think a lot of business people, they like the idea of making the money. And there's nothing wrong, trust me, with making money. But I always say in business, if you make a great quality product or make great quality service, money will always find you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Always.
2: Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. When you're good at what you do, money will always find you. It will. So, you people make find deal.
3: you. You don't have to look for it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So, if wow. you have a great framework in your business and you have a great team and you're making a great product or a great service, people will knock down the doors to pay whatever, however, and you start to control the market in your particular industry. And then from there, you know, you kind of do your own thing, of course, wow. after that. So, wow, that's good, man. No, I think it's it's I wanna
3: just speak back off of what Nathan said also, mm-hmm. and that comes in that was one of my steps when my first um, coach was going through a business plan, doing a market analysis, and also what you call a SWAT, uh, a mm-hmm. SWATS analysis.
0: Yeah, right and break, so, break down SWAT for somebody who might not understand what they so
3: a SWATS analysis it will be analyzing your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Threats does not mean the people that's hating on you. Okay. So I have to really, I really have to explain this to people. Like I'm looking at your business, not because I'm jealous. I'm looking at your business because we are in the same industry and I'm comparing your business to what I'm particularly doing. Not that I'm hating on your business. That's not what it means, people. So there's a market analysis to see what the what the demand is for your business, John. So, if you're selling plates, then is everybody selling plates? Mm-hmm. And then how successful are you going? What's going to make your, your plate different from somebody else's mm-hmm. plate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, your sweats analysis, where what are you really strong in? Is it marketing that you're really strong in? Is it the barbecue sauce that's really got us coming back? I, uh, we don't know. Mm-hmm. The weakness part is you don't know how to manage your time and your money. And the opportunity is then how can I maximize more of my time and money? How can I maximize like maybe advertising the, the barbecue sauce if that's the strength of the business? And then oh, the man. threats are, how many more people do I have that sell the plates on the same block that I'm selling? And are they using the same barbecue sauce? Go ahead.
1: I just want to go on the business.
2: No, <laughs> right.
3: it is why you're not United Business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it, this is so
1: funny. But man, yeah. this is so I'm listening saying, uh. oh, my God. Because cause I just wanted to go into business. I wasn't thinking yeah. about none. of. It. I just wanted to go into business. I thought, hey, I'm going to empower myself. I'm going to go into business. But as fast as I ran out there, I ran back. And I business. think that's
3: beautiful that you empowered yeah. yourself and you say, I want to do this. And this is going to work. And you started the business. But you really got to have a solid plan when you mm-hmm. jump out there. It says, what, is it, what does it really cost to be the boss? That's part of the cost. Mm-hmm.
0: And and that's what that's why we have conversations like this, because somebody has the inspiration, but they don't have the information Mm -hmm. and you need both of them to to make informed decisions and move forward. One thing we got to get away from and all of my Christians out there that is listening. The Bible talks about faith, but it also says wisdom is supreme. You give Mm -hmm. some wisdom. Yes, mm-hmm. you need people who have gone down the road you travel who can tell you what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So faith is good, faith is necessary, but you got to put some wisdom in there and actually get some some information that you need, not to discourage you, but so that you can make informed decisions moving forward.
1: And see that's and see that's why we don't want people telling us what to do because mm-hmm. we think they're going to try to discourage us. We think they're going to try to talk us side of it. But more importantly, we don't want them grilling us because most of the time we know we don't have our stuff together to even be in business. We don't want nobody to say I didn't want nobody. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that negativity is what we say. I don't want you speaking negative. I'm trying Call to believe. God. get on out of here, devil. You try, <laughs> you try to discourage
0: mm-hmm. me. So so Monique has a question. Monique says. How would you go about looking for a business coach? Um,
3: I actually found mine. I was at hey, let me get John. John John frozen. I need him to hear me. Yeah,
0: we, we gotta get him to wake up and We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> probably can hear you, but he just froze. We gotta, we gotta Okay.
3: To I actually found my first business coach at a women's success conference. Um, so I was attending a, a, a woman's a business woman's success conference. And um, actually, the coach that I wanted was I could not afford her. And so there were two women that actually spoke that just really, really struck me. And I was like, "Ooh!" and so the first one spoke. um, I I couldn't I couldn't even afford her. the second one. And I'm glad I chose the second one because she was so she was much more personable and one on one with me. So that was one way I actually found one. Um, and then just get referrals from other people. Uh, what what type of business do you do? Um, has anyone else possibly had a business coach in your industry? Um, so if you don't mind me asking, Monique, what do you do? You can Monique, put that in the
0: comment section. Let her know, let her know what, you, uh, what your business is. And let me say this. There is a difference between a mentor and a coach.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: A mentor is someone who has the actual experience and they can tell you and give you insight from the experience. A coach necessarily does not have the particular, they're not giving advice. They're helping you think, mm-hmm. they're helping you think through the process of the plans that you need to do. They're helping you. We about the SWAT, figuring out the threats and the obstacles and opportunities and everything, they're helping you think through these particular things. So having a mentor, having a coach, um, mentors are the people who've lived that life. They have uncommon knowledge about what Mm it is that you're trying to do. And, you know, but a coach is somebody who helps you go through the process mentally Of thinking through they know how to ask questions they know how to probe to get you to unearth stuff that you hadn't really paid attention to or you weren't really aware of so a coach is somebody different and I just didn't want people to get mixed up and say oh I got me a coach and they really have a mentor but a coach is necessary too because a coach can help you go through a process as well so Monique says I'm into life coaching I'm an instructional coach full time, so she does instructional coaching. So life coaching is her business. So she's looking for a business coach. A life uh,
3: coach. Look up uh, Cheryl Wood. John, no, no, don't no. read of me. You don't know no man or <laughs> not? Ain't no man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll
2: wait. <laughs> and, and
0: let, and let me say, let me say, we we are definitely in a time of women empowerment. Um, we are in a time where women are taking charge and stepping out, you know, of their own situations, their own circumstances, and they, they're looking to do more. Um, but there are women who are doing it Just, you know, I got a business, you know what I'm saying? But there are some women who really have a a passion that they're really trying to pursue. And they're trying to see, trying to connect the information to the passion so they can really get something off the ground. John (laughs) Rollins.
1: I'm not saying that it's not. I'm simply saying there are men that have already been doing
3: Uh, Okay, John. So why don't you give us a suggestion? You can suggest to Monique what man do you know that's into coaching?
1: It's probably a man in the big office where that lady was at that you told me
3: about.
1: <laughs> no,
0: it's not. <laughs> it's
3: funny. Oh also, look up uh, Lisa Nichols. Lisa will sometimes have free uh, motivational or life coaching classes that are online now to get uh, something a little bit more intimate with her. Um,
0: She's good, Lisa. Yeah,
3: good. she. I actually had. Um, she was at a conference that I spoke at, and so I got a chance to do just the, the small one-on-one with her. Oh wow. Um, yeah, mm, very, very good. There's a personalized. Um, and, and I don't want to quote her price because I'm not. I don't run I don't. I don't write checks for Okay. Right, right. But at the time, it was something that. I was willing to invest in, and it is an an investment, not, Mm. you know, you gotta be committed when you spending that kind of money with Lisa Nichols, but it is well worth it. She has a school that you can actually go to um, for life coaching, motivational speaking. Um, Mm. So you might wanna check out that too, if you're willing to, you know,
0: Make make an investment. So, absolutely. And I think I don't know if people (laughs) understand that the investment that it takes, especially if you need knowledge, you need understanding. Right. You got to buy books. You might have to pay to go to a conference, and you may have to Mm -hmm. pay personal time, Mm -hmm. because depending on the level that you're really trying to access. These people, their time is valuable, and they make you pay for it. So
1: yeah, but until like, you you spend that money, but won't that let you know how serious you are? This you is very true. Let, this let is very true.
3: Because
1: if it don't cost nothing, we'll play with it. If it don't yeah. cost nothing, yeah. If, if it, when, the more money you got to spend, let you know whoa 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 how, how much how much is I doing Yeah. <laughs> right. So I say five, five
3: grand for six weeks. That's what I say. Right. And then a lot of people going to bag down from something like that. Yeah, gonna run down.
1: They will to just bag, They're going to run
3: down.
0: Yeah. So real quick, we only got a few minutes. Real quick, you just brought up oh, something real, real important. Time. I know it's been it's been good yeah. real quick. How do you hold the line on your value as a business owner? How do you hold the line on your value like where you won't compromise? Like, I know I'm good at this. So, you know, that take it or leave it attitude. How do you how do you hold the line on that? what you say,
2: Nate? Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good question right there. <laughs> I
3: think he's on the head. He just gave five minutes to speak on this. I know, right?
2: That's a loaded thought engineer question right before the team speaks, but... <laughs> but uh, like you said, basically, I think you got to understand what value you bring to the client. So sometimes if you undercut what your value is, some people don't like John say, take it seriously. You know, and of course, you don't want to be out there overpricing and just try to, you know, to rip people off. But at the end of the day, you have to think about it. You have a particular product or you have a particular service that somebody needs. And especially if you're buying a service. You either usually went to school for it, you paid, you invested in yourself for it to learn for it. So when you give it away, I would re- highly recommend don't give away a dirt price because you took the time to invest in yourself to learn it, to to, to provide that service to the best of your ability. And yet you're going to shortchange yourself. So you're really letting yourself, you're telling everybody in the whole world that I don't really value myself and what i bring in my product so it kind of makes people doesn't if you don't value you don't believe in it why should i take it for all the way for what it is so whatever you feel like you're worth you know figure out do analysis you know figure out what the industry is figure out your education then obviously you should have some kind of baseline price of what your product or service should be and that's what you should stand on you know there's some kind of Methodology that you should have, whether if you go to McDonald's or you go to Chick fil A, I guarantee they can break down each cost of what that product unit, all the way down to the cart of where those fries get into. And they can calculate each particular cost and know what to charge. And yet, you don't question when you go through the drive through why that combo is $6. Or better yet, you don't question when you buy your iPhone that is a a really expensive purchase for certain individuals and they take it for what it is. But if iPhone dropped the cost, then therefore people will question, is it really a a great product? What happened? Is something, you know, didn't update right? Is it security issues? But yes, somebody took the time at that company to figure out each component for that particular unit and the cost and the value of that name, which is your brand. In a company, you need to stand on your brand and whatever it is, it should be a take it or leave it mentality. You know, you don't have to be rude with the client. But obviously, if I'm providing this kind of service and this is what it takes, hey, I always tell folks there's many other preparers out there. You know, I'm not saying I'm the best, I'm not the worst, but at the end of the day, I know what I can bring to the customer. And once they get my service, they'll say, you know what, I am willing to pay for whatever it is worth to get that particular service again and again and again. So my thing is know your worth, stand on what you're worth, have a methodology. Don't just pick numbers out of the sky, have a strategic methodology of what you're worth. And then obviously, you know, present it out there and stand on who you are and what your brand is. Nate
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nate felt that one. I know, I know I threw a heavy question right at the end. Oh, man. What, what you got, Sheila? What you got on that one?
3: I have 10 initials behind my name. I have two initials in front of my name. Wow.
0: Well, wow. Well.
3: <laughs> I have some commas.
0: Some commas. <laughs> right.
3: I'll, I'll never right. forget, I, I didn't pass my LCSW the first time. I mean, my LMSW the first time I took it. And I was crying. I was so upset. And my girlfriend looked at me. She said... She called
0: me a word. Right,
3: we know the word, we know. Like, why are you up here crying? She said, girl, you earned a comma. I said, I did Uh, pay for a comma, didn't
0: I? Earned a comma, I like that. Earned a
3: comma. So I've I've got one, two, three commas, one period, 10 initials behind my name, and two in front of my name. I think that speaks for something.
0: Well. Hey, this 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 hour has gone pretty quick. Say, quick. All right. So final thoughts, final thoughts, real quick. Uh, See, Since you've already you've already been going. So go ahead and give people the last thing you want to leave them with.
3: Oh, my goodness. Business, follow your follow your passion. Um, and then you have to question yourself, your passion, your passion. does not care if you if you up early or stay up late or you know, if you're broke, putting into the business, you know exactly what your call to, of purpose of life is. So my thing to you is, is find that and definitely follow it.
2: I guess my final thoughts is, I know business seem overwhelming, it can seem scary, but my thing is, if you're out there working for somebody and you're really passionate to go out and start a business, take the time, develop a plan, but most of all, invest in yourself. Life is short. Go for it. My thing is, you already, have, you already started off with not doing anything already. So my thing is, take the time, plan, know the value that you bring. And definitely have a solid plan and just go for it. And there are resources out there to help you. Don't feel like you're in it by yourself. There's definitely multiple resources. Reach out to folks. There's folks that has been through this path. Know the pitfalls. Uh, can help you strategize and, and grow your business and sustain it too as well. So build a good team around you. Develop a good business plan and just go for it. And the sky's the limit. Um, I just want to say it sounds
1: like rather than leaping into business it sounds like business is a process it sounds like you constantly you should be constantly learning you should be constantly develop developing the business that you're going into we don't it also sounds like you never get to a place to where you have arrived it sounds like you need you need to keep educating yourself you need to keep learning and you keep it growing and this sounds like this is a recipe for a great business that's my final thought
0: Wow, we've had a a great conversation tonight. And I know some of you may be on the fence. Maybe we threw a lot at you and you're really thinking through the whole process right now. But there's an old adage that says: you teach a man to fish, he can eat for a day. If you give a man a fish, he can eat for a lifetime. I heard a guy speak today and he said, but there's another part. He said, empower the man to own the lake and he can feed generations. Sometimes stepping out means more than just what's your immediate life. And when things mean that much, a lot of times it's worth the risk. Listen, People say no risk, no reward. Life is not meant for us to play it safe all the time. Now, the thing is, there are people who can give you information so that you can take that risk and take it with more information than just jumping out there blindly. But by all means, go ahead and take the leap. Is it going to be uncomfortable? Absolutely. But the reward on the back end of knowing that you are in the driver's seat when it comes to your family and just generations down the road there's a passage in the bible that says where there is no ox the house is swept clean but much gain comes by the strength of the ox which says if you don't want nothing you won't have to worry about anything but once you take something on there is responsibility that comes along with it but just understand this is the, the path to gain if you want more out of life it's status quo to understand that there are going to be challenges there are going to be things you have to overcome but that is not a deterrent you have the power to overcome anything now just get the information and watch and see what happens to your life and that's our king speaks for this week yeah. Wow. Wow, man. That was a wow. hour. That was <laughs> a quick hour. That's I appreciate Dr. Celia Rivers and Nathan Ferguson. We appreciate y'all for coming on with us tonight. I know Dude. we helped some people tonight. I know we have some
1: people. Good good stuff. Tonight. That was good stuff, guys. That's really good stuff. You too, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> John, John, let's be nice. <laughs> <laughs> we, you
3: know what? Uh, I was looking forward to tonight with John. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> you like it tonight. Hey, real you top, hey, hey, place
1: real on Corner. Real talk, no. I, I, I learned something today. I mean, real talk, that was really good stuff, guys. Really good stuff. That was awesome. really good stuff really good stuff man really good stuff yeah by all means if you like i what keep you, saying i'm gonna write a book for this there you
0: go there you I go, go People like it. subscribe tell your friends if you like what we doing go ahead be a part of our family join the, the man talk monday family like share subscribe we appreciate everybody you can catch us on youtube facebook every monday seven o'clock we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. That's for real. And we'll catch y'all next week. You. Peace out.